This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato. And Anne Douglas from Community Waikato for many, many years is joining me. How are you, Anne? I'm well, thank you, Holly. How are you? Yeah, always trucking fine. Um, <laughs> you've been with us, I mean, well before my time. Yes, yeah, since 2007. So I've definitely one of the longer players, yeah. Sally and I. Sally and you, absolutely, which is marvellous, actually, because um, you bring so much institutional knowledge. Um, you, you came with that very practical. I suppose hands-on um, money experience, yep. working with the dollars, yes, yes. moving the numbers around, um, and and I think we're so lucky to have you with us now because that's some information you can help impart to others. Absolutely. Today we're not talking about balance sheets and profit and loss. No, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Uh, other part of your job, you do a lot of work supporting um, people to understand how to access funding in our sector, in the not-for-profit yes. sector. So we're going to talk today about funding. There are some great opportunities around the region that will give um, very specific advice around how to access funding, um, who to go to, what to do. So we'll talk about all that today and we're going to talk about the new opportunity that we have coming up at um, Community Waikato for um, somebody who might be studying Fantastic. from our sector. So, so welcome. Thanks, Holly. Feels like it could be quite a full show. Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Funding's um, pretty fundamental, um, you know, to the operation of any organisation. Can we start a little bit um, by talking about um, grant funds, what they are um, and what you need to do with them? Yeah, sort of absolutely. So I think, you know, for all organisations, when they start thinking about their budgets for the year, they need to be clear what they need for to run their organisation for the year. So being very clear on what they need, what, what their normal operational expenses are, uh, what project funding they might want, if they've got any capital items they want to purchase, and, and amalgamating that into a really good comprehensive and, budget. And is there, are there sort of common things that people sometimes overlook or forget to think about? Yeah, I think, you know, that overhead stuff, the stuff that you have to have to run your organisation no matter what, whether you're running programmes or not, you have got some core costs such as leases and rent and insurance and security and cleaning and some of those daily items that need to be encompassed into a, a comprehensive budget to ensure that you've covered all all, all those items. Um, and then thinking aspirationally around what you want to do, what are the projects you want to run, uh, what are the things you normally do and is there anything outside of that business as usual that you might want to find some support from one of the funders for. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so when you're, you've, you've perhaps pulled together a bit of a budget, and, and you, I hear you often advise people look at what you spent the previous yeah. year, you know, because that could uncover it's, some hidden costs as well. Yeah, it's a really good way to start. Look at what your um, accounts look like from the previous year and always make sure that you put some increases in where you know there will be increases such as our insurances and rent 
event um, and and then moving forward from that that's a really good way to start and we have some really good templates for you if ever anybody needs um, something to start with to have a look at so you have mm. a basis that'll uh, create a budget for you yeah it's a really good idea yeah. that is so um, so you've got your budget you've got some <coughs> thoughts about what you want to do for the year in yep. terms of your programs and and your, your business as usual yep um, how do you go about finding out about who might fund stuff? Yeah. So part of the funding workshops that we run, uh, we have a uh, have a list of the funders that are available throughout the Waikato. So this is obviously relevant to the Waikato area. And, and probably good to point out it's relevant to community social service organisations. That's right. right. It's not relevant necessarily to sports groups. Absolutely, yep. So it's for the social service sector, environment, education and voluntary sector. So we have in the funding workshop, we do have a list of funders. So it's having a look at those funders. And so this is where your homework comes in. So you have a look at your budget and then you're going to have a look at the list of funders that are available. And you're going to have to, you know, have a bit of a, uh, plan around which fund are you going to approach for which part of your budget? So really important to know who are the bigger funders and who are the smaller funders. So mm. you want to go for some of your operational costs with some of your bigger funders, such as Trust Waikato and Lottery and things like that, and maybe going to your smaller funders like Tyndall and Debbie Bryant and Liam Reynolds for your smaller pots of money or your project funding. Yeah. Um, being aware that you know places like the Hamilton City Council have grants and most of your local governments uh, have have, local authorities have uh, some discretionary funding available. So just being aware how you break that budget up and mm. which funder you're going to go to because and, and then there's a timing thing. You have to make sure that you're making your applications in time to get the money in the in the period you need it and ensuring that you can mm. spend it in the time that you're given it. Yep. So each funder has a set of priorities. Yes. What are some ways that you can find out about you, the funder priorities of the particular Yep. funding bodies you're intending to go to. Yep. So the list that we've we've created for you in the funding workbook have got links to all the websites for the funders. You will click into that website and the website will have their priorities and criteria for funding. So if it is a funder that funds youth programs, you run youth programs, that it's a clear fit and you can then demonstrate how the work that you're doing with the youth fit the criteria or the priority of the funder. Let's say it is a, a group that funds youth activities or youth programs and let's say you work with 7 to 12 year olds and are not 100% sure you fit, what should you do? Give them a ring. So all of our funders, especially in the Waikato, we are very, very accessible. We have fantastic funders who work really, really well together. So you can ring and talk to a funding advisor. They'll discuss your project with you or your program or your budget, whatever it is you're looking for. And they will be able to guide you about if it fits with their criteria. If it's a little bit grey, they will discuss Mm. what part may fit and what won't. But they will also be able to advise you as to who else may be able to fund that project. Because you put a lot of work into (coughs) making a funding application, eh? Yeah, absolutely. So you don't want to waste your time. And and seriously, a funder, when you don't fit the criteria, will take one look at it, won't even bother reading the rest. And we're very lucky that we do have the advisors available to you. And, you know, and if you have a bigger project, a really good idea 
to do is to contact a number of the funders and have them all come and meet with you or you go and meet with a number of them all at once, discuss your project and you can have the, all the answers in one room and they will then support you to ensure that your project goes to goes ahead or give you some guidance around why it may not. Yeah, yeah, that's really You know, cool. you may not be ready. Sometimes we think that we're ready to run a project and then we find that there's some stuff that we need to have in place that we haven't got ready. So that might be, for example, a health and safety plan Absolutely. or... Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. So Absolutely. Or, or, or even police vetting or yes, something of yes. staff or... Yep, and yep. you know, for, depending on how big the project are, there can be more compliance stuff needed around it. So yeah. you just need to ensure you have all your ducks in a row. No, that makes that certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, in terms of, of funding um, priorities, like I say, they, they all do have a particular priority, but I've found quite useful as well going through who they've funded or what they've funded absolutely, previously? Absolutely. All funders will have a list of the, the last funding round they've done in the last few years quite often and you can see, you can get some real clarity around what sort of areas they are funding uh, and especially around some of the pub charity money. So when I talk pub yeah. charities I'm talking gambling money. So gambling money, um, you will find that much of it Yeah, it, uh, it goes into sport yes. often and, and um, other areas, yes, so we yes, only get a small piece yes. of that pie, but but there is some that comes to us. Yes, but absolutely they, is. They have a particular like, don't yep, they? I think so. But I think you know, once again, with gambling money, you need to ensure there are still. Uh, gambling machines in your areas. So as the sinking lid policy continues to operate, uh, we are having less gambling machines in our um, mm. you know, our pokey bars, which means less money is available. So if you're going to approach the Lion Foundation or Grassroots or whichever one you're going to apply to, you need to give them a ring and ensure there is some money in the Hamilton area or in the Otrahonga area and make sure there is some gambling money available to apply for. So once yeah. again, ringing that funder and making sure, because they'll soon say you well, you know, we don't have any money in your area at the moment. Yeah, so. that, and, and again, that saves you time, eh? Yep. Well worth doing. Yep. Um, and they do tend to quite like the projects. They're not an overheads fund. No. Well, yeah, I mean, they yeah, will, yeah, but not yes, often, eh? Yes, they tend to like the projects because what they don't want is that uh, reliance on you. Yes. They don't want you to be coming back year after year for, say, salary money. Yeah. They'd much rather have a project where they can fund the project. It's an in and an in out. In and out, counted for, and yeah. you're done. So yeah. just been aware of the different um, the, the different uh, priorities those funders have. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's that's yeah. fair enough too. I think we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we've actually got like I mean there are a heap of funding workshops coming up, so we're going to go through those, yep. um, and so there will be one in an area near you yep. at least. So we're yep. going to go through them with some dates, but we're also going to talk about um, the Andrea Gobel Memorial Fund, and this is for people who might be studying in um, in the sector uh, who might be thinking actually it would be great to have a small amount of financial help. It's not a huge fund, but it's certainly some money that we're hoping yep. to um, to give away in Andrea's name. And um, we'll talk a little bit about An who Andrea was. Don't get emotional, Anne. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, we'll, we'll just take a short break. <laughs>
That is total control. Um, and the woman in total control of the books at Community Workers are here with us today. How's that for a segue? Oh, Anne? nice. Like it, Holly. Well done. <laughs> Fabulous. Hey, uh, we're just talking today about um, funding for the community and social service sector. And we're at that point in the show where we can tell you about the funding workshops coming up around the region. And there are a heap of them. When's the next one, Anne? Right. So the next one is next Wednesday. It's online uh, from 5.30 to 7.30. When we say next Wednesday, the date will uh, The be... date is the 8th of February. Yes. Uh, so 5.30 to 7.30 and if you go to our website communitywaikato.org.nz you will find a list of all the funding workshops that are coming up. And there will be the link there for any online workshops. That's aren't? absolutely right. And do, if pe- you, do people register for that one? Yes, we ask everybody to register just so we've got an idea of how many we're expecting to beam them or to uh, t- attend in person. So yeah, yeah they're free cool. workshops but it's just good for us to get an idea of the numbers that we've got attending. So yeah, we've got then we've got another one on face-to-face the next day on the 9th of February and that's an evening one as well at 5.30 and that's at Community Waikato at 33 Victoria Street. Then there's an online one on the 14th of February in the evening. Then we're out at Port Waikato on the 18th of February at 12 o'clock. Uh, that's a I think it's a Sunday actually 12 till oh, 2 wow. o'clock yeah. yep that's out at Paul Waikato then we've got um, a few running up in the Coromandel so we're up on at Thames on the 20th Coromandel on the 21st Fittianger on the 22nd and if you go onto our website you'll see the times and the places for those and let's hope that the weather is all good for everyone <laughs> to get up there and you know because it has been pretty rough yeah, but been, I'm sure it will be yeah It'll it's be been pretty crazy Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that will all go ahead. Uh, then there's some running we've got one on the 4th of March, face to face at Community Waikato for, at 9.30 in the morning. Then we're out at Te Amuda on the 10th of March uh, running one out there at the Wānanga and that will be a morning one as well. Uh, we're out in Raglan on the 16th of March at 9.30 at the Raglan Community House uh, and David from Well Energy will be joining us for that so if you want to talk specifically to him about Well Energy funding uh, he'll be there to talk to. Then there's going to be a couple of online workshops regarding COGS applications. Mm. So COGS are the Community Organisation Grant Scheme Fund that runs through Department of Internal Affairs. Uh, So their grants are uh, very specific and the uh, process for that is... um, they have some really uh, clear areas they want covered. So if you want to uh, make an application to the COGS grants, do join one of the workshops we're having either on the 30th of March at 5.30 or on the 12th of April at 5.30, both online. And we will share the form with you and just talk to you around the priorities for COGS. Just remembering COGS... Uh, uh, one of the few grassroots driven funders still and the priorities are set by you in your communities so the likes of uh, Hamilton Cogs will be different than Waikato West which will be different than South Waikato so the co- the uh, criteria for those funds are set by you so be very clear which, ap- which um, area you're applying to there. Uh, then we're off at Te Aroha on the 19th of April in the morning Tikawiri on the 3rd of May at 9 o'clock. Uh, then we're at Otrahonga on the 3rd of May that afternoon. Then there's a couple in Hamilton, uh, one on the 31st of May and one on the 7th of June. One's in the morning, one's in the evening. Uh, then we're out at Morrinsville on the 14th of June, Tamanui 21st of June, then an online on the 16th of August, 30th of August. 
And then we're out at Huntley on the 6th of September at 9.30. Mary Mary on the 27th of September at 9.30. And then a couple in Hamilton in October the 4th and the 18th. So we think we've covered most areas. Um, obviously, you're still able to access all funders through ringing their advisors if you need to. Um, being aware that obviously I am available to um, our communities as um, working in the funding space. So if you have any questions around your applications, around your budget for your application, do give us a ring. Don't stress over it. It's easier mm. to discuss it with you uh, and nut out any problems you may have. Um, just, you know, being clear, when you're applying to a funder, you just need to be clear what your outcomes are of the project or yeah. the outcomes of the work you do. What change are you making for your community? That's what the funder wants to see with their money. Yeah. They want to just, as long as you know what your outcome's going to be, um, you will have a good chance of being supported. Yeah, and, and keeping in mind that you do need to build a bit of a <laughs> reputation yep. with funders yep. too, so that, that can take yep. time, but just um, keep having those conversations and submitting the applications. We've also got Sally on our staff yep. if Anne's not available. Yep. Sally can talk about funding, not so yep. much the budgets, but yep. the funding side. Um, and well worth, I think, yeah. tapping into that. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point, um, Holly, is that you know when you're small and you've just started up, you won't get big money, you'll get little money, then you need yeah. to prove that you can use the money as you've been given it, and then you, you'll, you'll, you'll build on that uh, as the years go by. So, yeah. So let's turn to the Andrea um, Goble Memorial Fund. Uh, we, don't, we don't have a lot of time, about six minutes. <laughs> can yep. we give us a little bit of background about you know what what this fund is about? Yeah, so Andrea was um, our chief executive before you, Holly. That's uh, right. And she um, obviously was the person you took over for. She was our CE for, for nine years and she was very passionate about the community and voluntary sector. Uh, she was really, really keen on social justice and equity mm. and, and women's women's rights and, and all, all those things that make us a nice balanced um, um, society um, and uh, uh, Andrea passed away a couple of years ago and she left Community Waikato $10,000 in her will which was absolutely humbling for us all I think um, but we were really clear we didn't just want to put it in the coffers and have it just disappear as, as operational expenditure so we uh, have put it aside and we have created a memorial fund for a nine year period so what will happen is that $10,000 and a little bit of interest will get off it um, will be utilised as a annual scholarship of around $1,600 that may be to one person or it may be to two depending on what yeah. applications we have come in um, so it will aim to support paid and voluntary workers in community-based social service organisations that are undertaking tertiary study or professional development. Um, we're really going to prioritise applications that demonstrate a link between study, professional development and social justice, equity, yeah. equality and empowerment of interests that Andrea held. Um, so uh, it we don't have a huge lot of criteria around it. We are just going to um, consider applications as they come in. Uh, they are going to open... Yeah, I'm on the 15th, the 15th of February. February, and we will uh, aim to pay that out before the end of March. So if you are someone that is studying in the sector, uh, you're very um, welcome to contact Sally if you need to discuss it further or um, email Sally at sally at communitywaikato.org.nz and Sally can talk about your study with you and tell you and talk to you around whether you fit the criteria. 
obviously you'll need to be a New Zealand citizen or permanent resident and you will need to be working or volunteering for a community not-for-profit organisation in the Waikato region. Yeah. Uh, you need to be able to de- demonstrate how your study or professional development is, is going to meet the intent of the fund and enhances the capability and capacity of our sector. And uh, we'd like to see a letter of support from someone around you just to, um, you know, just to sit behind you. Yeah, that's right. And sort of demonstrate your your connection and commitment to the sector. Yeah, Yeah. so the grant's about $1,600, but it could be between two people if we feel that's fit fit, for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a beautiful gift. And we thought nine years was um, appropriate for every year that she was CEO of of Community Waikato. Andrea was, um, you know, a, a mentor for me. Yeah. You know, in my role when I first yep. came into the sector, um, Bev was there at first, but it was Andrea yes. who actually met, not Bev. Yes. So, and Bev, uh, you know, Andrea was definitely the one that challenged me a lot. She yes. said, now you're going to do these funding workshops, Anne. Yes. And I said, no, I'm not, no. Andrea. And she said, yes, you are, Anne. And so she really pushed me to be the best I could be yes. and, and actually, you know, move outside my safe space and do something yeah. that was a little more challenging. And I really appreciate everything she did for me and what a great friend she was. So it's a lovely way to be able to remember her. Yeah, I loved how strategic she was and political. Yeah. Very feisty yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, she was a very brave woman, actually. Um, and, and so I took a lot from yeah. that. But, um, and she was great when she sat with me when I was first appointed and spent a lot of time talking me through, this is what we need to do and this is, yeah. This and is folders and folders of reading for you. Folders. Yes. But yes. yeah, so yes. no, um, very diligent um, person. And, and I, I love that this investment in people um, Andrea's legacy lives on in them yeah. and I think that that is a, a fantastic use of the funds so if you are looking at studying this year if you are from um, the community social service not for profit space uh, if you're involved with a Māori entity um, and you would like to a- apply for this um, even just get in touch with Sally yes. uh, at Community Waikato Sally at, at nz. send her an email yep. um, or jump on the website and send us a message and we can give you the details about that. Yep. It's a pretty straightforward application process. We're not wanting people to reinvent yep. the wheel no. here or anything. No, it's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. that's right. No, so great. It, it is marvellous. It's it, yeah, really looking forward to it. This is the inaugural one. <laughs> this is our first one. So yeah. we want to um, really make sure we tap into some people doing some great things out that's there right. in the sector. That's absolutely right. So that, that's us. Um, just very quickly, let's just recap. When are the next first two... <laughs> Um, funding so the, Yep, so the next uh, funding workshop is next, uh, the 8th of February, Wednesday, 5.30 yep. to 7.30, and that one's online, so you can just get into our website to get the Zoom link. And then the next one is the day after, the 9th of February, and that's face-to-face at 5.30 at Community Waikato at 33 Victoria Street. So just remember, jump on the website. Um, do please go in, um, and r- register for yep. those. We look forward to seeing you there. Yes. <laughs> that is us uh, for, for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And thanks, Anne. That's all right, Holly. Thanks for having me. A wealth of knowledge. I feel like it's been a bit of a whirlwind today. <laughs> There's a lot of information there, but you can get all of this info on the website as well. So don't stress if you if you heard, oh, Te Muto, I need to go there. But when was that? You yeah, can find all on it the on, website. All on the website. That's right. it. And that is us for another week. You have been listening to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. Zero.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.